Let's pray together and we'll close this series out for just about, uh, give me about 10 to 15 minutes. We'll close it out and then we're baptizing and uh, we'll be dismissed. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this moment. We realize, Lord, that there's some stuff that we need to hear. And your word teaches, how can they hear without a preacher? So, Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord, for this moment to hear. And I thank you for this moment to preach. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to carry your message and carry your word. I declare to you today that I will not shrink back. I will say everything you've called me to say in this local assembly and in the world at large. I thank you, Father, that you're speaking to us in a way today that will hear your heart, that we'll see more about you. Now, Lord, teach us your ways and we'll follow. Now, Father, I ask today that you'll think through my mind, speak through my mouth. Give me clarity of thought, agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to encourage all of you, if you've not, if you've missed any of the Conversations series, you have missed a lot. If you've missed, particularly these last two weeks, you've missed a lot if you've missed any of them. And uh, hey, y'all, I'm going to need a timer. I need y'all to put like 15 minutes on a timer for me. <laughs> less, less, less I go too long. So listen, if you missed any of it, I want you to uh, go back and get it. The Lord has been helping us and freeing us and changing our thinking as it relates to uh, how we operate. So I want to uh, encourage you to go out to our website and listen to and download the messages. I want to encourage you to go to our podcast. Um, you could type in Timothy Fryer Ministries over at um, uh, iTunes in the podcast area and our messages will come up there. You can download them and I'm asking that you would send them to your friends. Send those messages to your friends. Listen, I, you know, you know, T.D. Jakes is one of my heroes and I listen to him often and he encourages me and I share his stuff. Y'all listen to T.D. Jakes? Yeah, y'all do. Anybody ever share his stuff? with his friend y'all scared y'all scared i'm gonna take y'all somewhere y'all scared i'm gonna i am don't just share his stuff share mine too doggone it shoot you come here eat every week tell somebody i can cook that's what i'm saying and so uh i want you to go out and listen to those messages and and be blessed so today i want to finish up this series and i want you to uh as we uh step over into our baptism moment for this quarter I want you to consider Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. Verse 19, Jesus says to his disciples, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. You know, Jesus here in talking to his disciples, this is a very uh, important moment. So last week at the end of our service, I shared with you uh, uh, a quote that my dad had said to us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said, um, no matter how hard things get, hang on in there. 
And when he said that, I'm telling you something, it's amazing to me how that little phrase hang on in there. We've been hearing it all your life. But certain phrases come at moments in your life that mean more. Okay, Uh, a phrase like hang on in there means the world to you when you're considering giving up or when you feel like you want to give up. But I also want to say this to you, that when my dad said that to us two weeks ago, it was the conversation. It was the conversation that because he is declining in health, he said, I need all y'all to come home immediately. And so we dropped what we were doing and we went home immediately. And so as I was talking to him and praying with him, he said, call Marsha, call Regina. So they were in another room and we all gathered around his bed. It was, you know, one of those moments. And so it is, it is certain moments in life that makes what is being said important. And see, sometimes you don't know when those moments are coming. That's why you got to embrace everything. I'll never forget uh, a few years ago, Kylan had bought me, I think it was Father's Day tickets to see uh, Natalie Cole, who was my all time. Like, you know, y'all know I used to love Beyonce. Like she was like above Beyonce. Natalie Cole, don't ask me why. <laughs> he was like, Natalie Cole? Yes, Natalie Cole, I still love her to this day. And I, I probably listened to Natalie Cole at least three or four times a month, you know, just because. So anyway, so we had decided the week that we signed to go to that concert, we had decided to go to the beach. And I was like, but, but bae, my, uh, my tickets, what you want? You know, we're supposed to go Friday. And she was like, oh, yeah. But it was really the only time, you know, with the kids out of school that we could make that happen. I think it was a spring break that year. And um, so I called Regina and Chris. I said, hey, y'all want to go see Nat- uh, Natalie Cole? And she was like, yeah. So we gave them the tickets. Well, I didn't know that she was going to die in the next few months. You know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like that hole is right there only because for those that saw her, that was her last performance here in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And so when you understand those last things, if you can get the privilege to understand this is the end, you embrace it more. Oftentimes the end comes without us knowing that it's on its way. And then things happen, you know, not just people expire, but stuff like you lose that job and you're like, you know what, if I knew that, if I had known that this was coming, I probably wouldn't have handled it this way. We'd get a different opportunity. Well, today's text is uh, a moment of last sayings of Jesus before he was about to go away. Here's the benefit to the disciples. The benefit was they knew it because he had already been on the cross. And see, the things that we teach at Easter is the seven last sayings of the cross. I think on, on, at, that was like a good Friday. I think on Easter Sunday, we should always teach this, it seems like, this, this thing that we call the Great Commission. Because disciples understood that Jesus had been crucified, he had been buried, he rose from the dead. And the cool thing was that you would think when he rose from the dead, it would be done and he could just go. But he's like, no, 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 I want a few more days to tell y'all some last things. And so now he gets, one of the last things he handles is he deals with Peter, 
who had betrayed him. Three times, he, he prophesied, this is what you're going to do. You're going to deny me three times. Peter's like, not me. Not me, Lord. I know you know all things, but this one you don't know. You don't miss this one, Jesus. Not me. And just to show it happened before that rooster crowed three times, Peter, that's your boy, ain't it, Peter? No, I don't know him. Next time, hey, didn't I see you hanging out with uh, that guy they just arrested? Nope, I don't know them. That last time, they say Peter cussed. <laughs> H, now I don't know him. But it was also at that morning breakfast after Jesus rose from the grave that, that after the Holy Spirit had fell upon them and they came down, the text said uh, that uh, Jesus, before he went back to the Father, not after, not after the uh, Pentecost, but before he went back to the Father, he stood on the side of the beach and asked Peter, one of the last things he did, hey, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. If you love me, take care of my people. And many believe that it was at that moment that Peter became, for those who uh, grew up Catholic, the Pope, if you will, the first father of the church after Jesus. And so the text that we have today in this great commission, am I going to give me no clock? Am I going to give me no clock? You got well, to let me see it. Let me see it. He's like, I got seven minutes. Thank you. Like, okay, because it, it ain't on if I don't see it. So now if I see it, then I start back at 15. Okay, so... <laughs> So look, so Jesus says to his disciples, watch this. He says, okay, here is what I need y'all to do. And the disciples standing around, he says to them, go and make disciples. Okay. In going and making disciples, he gives them a formula. He tells them what to do. What we do today in baptism is a part of what Jesus says in this formula. It's, a, it's one of the last things he said, which to me makes it so important because before he leaves the earth in bodily form, he says, I need you to go out here, make disciples, and in making them, a part of that process is baptism. All right? So, Christina, I'm trying to see. Oh, no, we're good. I thought I was about to have you to add something. We're good. All right. So here's number one. The thing I want you to understand. Baptism is a part of the disciple making process. Listen, Jesus did not suggest to his disciples. Go. I want you to go. If y'all don't mind, if y'all have enough time, if your schedule allows, if Junior's basketball schedule ain't too heavy. I want you to go out and make the disciples. No, 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 no. Jesus didn't give them options. He says, here's what I want you to do. You working for me? Are we on the same? Are we on the same team here? Here's what your assignment is as I leave. It is like the parent who says, I'm about to go to work, go to work. But what I need you to do is vacuum the floor, wash the dishes. I need you to make sure you sweep the porch. OK, make sure everything is in order when I come because I am coming back. So he's giving them, I'm about to leave for the day. And I want you to do this. I want you to make disciples from all nations. In other words, we're not discriminating now. We're not dealing with this uh, uh, Jew and Gentile. Anybody you roll up on that's going to hear this message, I want you to preach the message to them and make a disciple out of them. A disciple is one who has the discipline of a certain teaching or doctrine. 
doctrine, not doctrine, doctrine. Okay, I've been in North Carolina for a few days. So let me pull myself back together. <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. So listen, a disciple is one who adheres to the outline, the rules, if you will, of a particular teaching. Disciple, root word, discipline. So he says, a part of this disciple-making process, in order for you to call yourself a Christian, you have to be a disciple. A part of the disciple-making process is baptism. Everybody say, baptism is a part of the disciple-making process. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's amazing to me how today, how we jump on movements. Okay, we got the Me Too movement, all right? And that's the hot thing now. A year and a half ago, Black Lives Matter, hot thing now. And so whenever the movement happened, T-shirts pop up. I ain't coming against neither one of the movements. I'm down, I'm down. Me too, you too, y'all too, I'm down. I'm down, support the women, I'm with you. Black Lives Matter, I'm down with that. All Lives Matter, I'm down with that. I'm down. But it's amazing how we jump on movements, but Christ has established a movement and his movement falls to the back of the line somehow when other stuff becomes more popular. We identify with, I'm with Black Lives Matter. What about Holy Ghost Field, fire baptized? You with that movement? Because Jesus says that if you're going to be a disciple, you got to be baptized, obey his teachings, that's a part of the movement. Jesus has a movement. Now listen, that has outlived any other movement. The movement of Jesus is still alive when some other movements are still questionable. His, his movement has lasted over 2,000 years. It is a movement that we're about to be in. Uh, we have to be a part of. And so then when Jesus says baptize, we have to understand that baptism is a part of the disciple-making process. Here's the question, are you a disciple? That's the question you gotta ask yourself, am I a disciple? Because it's not the only part of the process, it's or the only process, it is a part of the process. Because he says that we are to baptize, once we make the disciples, he says to baptize them in the name of the Father, Holy, uh, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've told you. So to be a disciple says, I have to follow what Jesus says. So baptism is a part of the disciple-making process, and baptism connects us to the movement of Jesus Christ. All right? Here's number two. Baptism is an act of obedience. What do you mean? Jesus says, go, make disciples and baptize them. So there's, there's baptism, I mean, there's obedience on two folds right here. The one who is getting baptized is operating in obedience. And the one who is baptizing is, is operating in obedience. So when I do that, or when our team baptizes, we're doing what Jesus told us to do. When we get baptized, we're doing what Jesus told us to do. I, I'll never forget, my, my dad was a, a deacon at the church, uh, Oak Grove, where we grew up in, and Reverend Harris, who was my pastor growing up, Reverend Harris was a short guy, solid but short, 
And uh, my dad would often help him baptize. And, and at this church, the baptism pool is in the floor. So, you know, they had to take the thing up and they got steps and walk all that. That's how that is at our church right now. And one day, I'll never forget this as a kid. There was a man, last name, I think he was uh, Mr. Hodges, who was the brother of uh, my godmother who just passed away. He had no legs. And my daddy got down in the pool and put that man in his arms and put him under the water and baptized this man with no legs. Because the commandment is baptize them, not just if they can walk into the pool. We got to make it happen. That's why we'll, listen, that's why pools got to be wheelchair accessible. Because God says, baptize them. And this man wanted to be baptized. And my daddy said, I got it. As a deacon of the church, I got it. Because it's an act of obedience. Everything we do when we get baptized, when we live for Jesus, it's a part of, and it is an act of obedience. Getting in this water today is an act of obedience. Why? Because Jesus said, be baptized. Now listen, are you saying to me, Pastor, that if I die today and I don't get baptized, I don't go to heaven? No. That's not what I'm saying. I want to make sure I'm clear. I'm not saying that. However, if you're in the earth and you are a disciple, a part of that is the opportunity and that moment of total obedience when we say, I'm going to do what Christ said. Here's number three. Number three, baptism is an act uh, of witness. It's a witness. Baptism says this, that there is an inward change that I am responding to openly, okay? Baptism is an outward sign of an inward change, that I have been cleaned, I have been purged, I have been changed, and I am going to, as a sign of that change on the outside, I am going to be baptized. Back in the day, I think I've told you this before, back in the day, this whole candidate process was a year long. You had to literally be assigned People from the church, in the early movement of the church, when you said, I want to be baptized, they took you through catechism, which is like a school, teaching you the principles of this, of this faith. Then they would assign a godmother and a godfather to you. That's where godparents came from, not because you liked them, not because they're your best friends. I want you to be my parent, my kids, God. Just say, I want you to be my kids, next mom and daddy, because godparents suggest that they will hold you accountable to godly living. Can't get no talk. Can't get no talk right there. Godparents are not people that roll weed with you. Well, you know, I just rather them smoke in my presence so I know they're okay. Not godparents. I just let them drink over here because, you know, I know they're okay because they drink. Not godparents. Woo! Because godparents were the ones who not only held them accountable, but from those who led in the church, the godparents had to be accountable. Because when that year was up, the godparents would come because the person would say when it was time to be baptized, do you fully declare that this person has, has uh, uh, observed and received the tenets of the faith and have been living them out? The godparents had to say, yes, we've been walking with them. Mm-mm. Okay. Godparents ain't the people that you drop, you drop the kids off over there when you go going to church, but you drop the kids off at the godparents because the godparents don't go to church. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying it's an act of witness. So what happened is it, this is a witness that says I have been changed on the inside. So when I step down in this water, it is just an outward witness of something that has been changed inside of me. All right. Active witness It's showing the world. Changes happen. It's showing my coworkers, hey, guys, I invite you all to come to my baptism ceremony. I get baptized on Sunday. It's just a witness that something has been changed. So what happens in our faith? And see, sometimes, like, like to me, churches should be full on baptism Sundays. In the Catholic church, they sprinkle little babies who can't even declare their faith. But everybody come. We all come to baby dedications. We should all be coming to baptism because there's somebody that says yes. Just like we celebrate other stuff in, in culture fraternities and sororities and, and crossing over and all of that stuff. We should be, this is stuff that we should celebrate because we're saying now that God has done something inside of me. And now we're having a moment, a ceremonial moment that says, I have been changed. It's a part of my witness. Here's the last one. I love this one. Baptism emulates Jesus. What do you mean? When one is baptized, it is an emulation of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, it is at that moment when people say, what does it mean when you get baptized? You say, well, that means that I have been changed on the inside, and this is an outward showing, but it is also showing you what happened to our Savior. He died, he was buried, and he rose again. It's a moment where we act like Jesus in uh, uh, Ephesians 5, Jesus says, that, uh, uh, Paul says that we should be imitators of Jesus. And this is that moment where we get the chance, get a chance to be emulators of Jesus. Edge, I'm ready for you. So when we look at baptism as a whole, we understand that number one, Baptism is a part of the decision-making process or the disciple-making process. Number two, baptism is an act of obedience. We do what Jesus says to do here because he commanded that, not suggested it, but commanded it. Number three, baptism is an act of witness. We show the world of the change on the inside. And lastly, baptism emulates Jesus. And so it's also a moment that marks time. I got baptized when I was, I might have been 12. I think it was 12. It marks time because what it says is on this day, today's date is the 29th, on the 30th. On this day, I drew a line in the sand and I have separated myself from my old life and I have decided to walk into a new life this day you get a certificate marking it so whenever the enemy comes and tells you you're not saved your life ain't been changed you can say listen here is a signature here is a certificate that says on this day some things changed for some of us it's just marked what has already happened for some of you you can make the decision today to make a change in your life today and if you're, if you're in the room, I want to give you that opportunity to make that change today in your life. In other words, 
I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. But I also want to give you an opportunity today if you're in the room and you say, hey, I want to be a witness. I want to be a disciple. I want to emulate Jesus. If that's you, I want to give you an opportunity today to get baptized. Yes, I got t-shirts, sweatpants, and everything you need back there right now if you want to make a decision to be baptized today.